Thank you for that song. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. If you also, uh, 2 Corinthians 8, also find Luke chapter number 21 today. Uh, 2 Corinthians 8 uh, and then Luke chapter number uh, 21. It is our missions emphasis month uh, each year. If you're new here, um, each year in the month of October, uh, we emphasize missions uh, each uh, Sunday. Uh, we have guests that are coming on Sundays, Wednesdays, uh, all the way into uh, November. The first, uh, first Sunday of November, we'll have church planters to Alaska will be with us. We've added, well, we have that, uh, and then we have Brother Christian actually will be here uh, on that Wednesday night. They're missionaries to Belarus. Uh, and then we added, uh, pray for this, we added one for that following Sunday. Uh, remember, we've had a couple of uh, outreaches to the gypsy community here uh, in our area, having the memorials uh, for some loved ones that passed on. And through that, we saw a number of them make professions of faith, and it was a blessing. And uh, when I had communicated uh, on social media that we'd had those events, several uh, pastors that we know uh, had um, said, you need to talk to this guy named Walter Stevens. And, uh, and so if you were here for that, a lot of the gypsies that were here, were their last names were Stevens uh, and then uh, in Ristics. Uh, and uh, this uh, fella out of uh, Brother Folger's church originally got saved in a Cleveland Baptist uh, church there in Cleveland. Um, now has a ministry out of Florida based out of local church there. Uh, and they do a lot of work with Roma gypsies in Hungary and uh, all over the world. Well, anyways... He's going to be up here, is preaching for another church, but they don't have an evening service. And so he said, would you like for me to come? I said, absolutely. And so we added him to that. He'll be presenting his ministry. And then he asked me for the phone numbers of some people. And so I gave him phone numbers and he started calling uh, some of the gypsy contacts that we have and uh, inviting, inviting them out for the services as well. So pray that second, the second Sunday of November uh, that... Uh, that uh, for Brother Stevens, but then also that we'll have some guests here that day. If guests do come, he'll have to temper a little bit of what he says and how he presents uh, because he often talks about kind of the, uh, the secrets, if you will, of the gypsy community. In fact, before he got saved, uh, he and his wife, uh, were, they traveled in a carnival, uh, and, uh, and they also had uh, a... Um, uh, I guess a, um, a palm reading, you know, type of a, of a deal. And so, uh, and then the Lord saved them and changed them. And uh, they've been reaching uh, their uh, people uh, for a number of years and looking forward to having, having him here. Uh, if you found your place in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, I invite you to stand with me briefly as we read uh, the first seven verses. And, uh, and I'll say more about our mission's emphasis uh, for those who are new as we uh, begin uh, with uh, verse number 1 of chapter number 8. The Bible says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God uh, bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints." And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God, insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he has begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, and knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also." 
Then I'll read verse 8 as well. It says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message today. Lord, help us, please. We love you. In Jesus' name, uh, amen. You may be seated. Uh, the last uh, several Wednesday uh, evenings at our Bible study, uh, I had been in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 uh, and saying much about uh, the church at Corinth. Uh, it Briefly, the church at Corinth, the first letter that Paul had written to the church at Corinth uh, was a, a rebuking type of letter. Sin had uh, really taken hold. Uh, false uh, prophecy and teachings had uh, taken root as well. And there was a number of things that he called out by name, specific instances or scenarios. And, and the church at Corinth was just a mess. And so he wrote a very uh, straightforward uh, letter, uh, didn't hold any punches to the church at Corinth. Uh, in the second uh, uh, letter to the church at Corinth, uh, the first uh, nine, I guess, uh, chapters of this book, he's dealing with people who had repented uh, in most part from the things that he had mentioned uh, in his previous letter. Uh, and then they were, as I, on Wednesdays, I talked about how they were saying he writes big letters, but, uh, but in person he's a, you know, a pipsqueak or whatever. And in fact, I, I'd said that we, I looked up uh, some historical uh, documents uh, from like 200 A.D. This one guy had described the Apostle Paul as being sh- a short guy. He's bald. Uh, and then I mentioned that he had crooked legs uh, and had also, um, you know, uh, some other things. But I forgot uh, he described him as having uh, a, a brows that connected in the middle. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, like a unibrow. And so I don't know how accurate uh, that was. It was way back then. And, and, uh, but, um, but we know that Paul uh, had uh, thorns in the flesh. Uh, and that the people said uh, that he was, uh, you know, he, had, he, had, he was rude in speech uh, and uh, many things. And they just uh, didn't think that he cut the mustard, so to speak, um, being able to lead. Uh, and so these sophists uh, in the church at Corinth had uh, trying to usurp him. And he was laying out uh, the, uh, the law uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, where we were. Now, in the church of Corinth's defense... Uh, they had grown, uh, and in fact, Paul uh, said some very positive things about them uh, in the text that we read just a moment ago, and I want to briefly look at those. It's a list. We won't spend a whole lot of time, and my goal today is to really get us to a, uh, um, an understanding. Uh, with our Missions Emphasis Month, um, we do it as a month because when we've had conferences in the past, uh, you know, people be here on Sunday, but they wouldn't be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or however we would do that. And my goal is for you to meet more of the missionaries, see them, you know, get to know them, hear them preach. And that's why we, we do it. We have more people here on Sundays typically than we would on those other nights. Um, unapologetically, uh, it takes uh, finances. Uh, the c- communicating concerning giving and receiving that we do with our, with our missionaries and church planters. Uh, the money that we give to missions by faith promise or grace giving goes to uh, support them monthly, which we have over 100 missionaries uh, that we give monthly support to uh, all over the world uh, and uh, allows for us to, uh, to, uh, to give um, uh, extra gifts and different things. And God is blessed. And, and we've always given and God has given it back uh, many times over. Uh, and we even try to spend down surplus and the Lord continues uh, to keep that up as well. And for that, I'm, 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 I'm thankful. Uh, we also uh, give uh, or we support 
us as groups if we go to missions trips where uh, you would buy a ticket and while we're in the country from our missions fund, the food and, uh, and uh, shelter for us while we're there comes from that. And then while we're in those countries, we, we, are, uh, we try to be a blessing to uh, the missionaries that are hosting us. We never want to be a burden. Um, uh, oftentimes groups go on church trips, missions trips, and, uh, and, then, um, and it costs that church planting missionary uh, a lot of money. Uh, this upcoming spring, for example, uh, I'll be going to uh, Ghana, uh, Togo, uh, Burkina Faso. Uh, we'll be doing a um, 20, 21 lessons uh, on uh, biblical counseling, uh, preaching and for the churches uh, that we've already sent songbooks over to. Remember when we did that not too long ago? Uh, uh, and, uh, and we have purchased a gospel tent that they use over there. So I'm going to get to preach under that gospel tent, sing out of those songbooks, and minister to those dear people uh, while they're uh, in Ghana. All of those things are done uh, as we give to missions. Uh, and it's, uh, we call it, uh, some churches call it faith promise giving. Uh, we call it that. We also call it grace giving because of, uh, of what we've read in chapter uh, number 8. And so he said, if we look back in verse number 7, these are some good things he said about the church at Corinth. He says, therefore, as you bound in everything, they were growing. They had gotten victory over some stuff. They, had, uh, they still uh, needed to church discipline uh, some of those uh, false teachers and things that were there. Uh, and not everybody uh, had, uh, had repented and, and made things right. Uh, but he says, uh, you've grown, you've abounded in everything. He said, uh, you're a church of conviction. Uh, he said, you've grown in faith. Uh, they knew uh, what the gospel was. They, uh, they, be- they believed, they were saved, and, uh, and God transformed lives. And by the way, he's still doing that. When a person gets saved, he transforms them. It's a metamorphosis. You become a new creature uh, in Christ. And it doesn't matter. Um, it, it, uh, people get saved the same way, whether it's in Puyallup, whether it's in Israel, uh, whether it's in Ghana. Uh, it doesn't matter where, where you are in the world. Uh, people are saved through Jesus Christ. Uh, what he has done, he shed his blood uh, so that we can be saved. And, and I'm thankful for the blood of Christ. I'm thankful for the word of God that we can trust. Uh, if you're going to heaven today, it's, it's all of faith. It's the grace of God and faith. Uh, you've trusted in the finished work of Calvary uh, and, uh, and taking God at his word that, uh, that uh, he paid our sin debt uh, so that we uh, can be forgiven uh, and have a home in heaven. Uh, he said uh, that uh, they had grown and abounded in utterance, in competence. If I was to use the C alliteration there, uh, they were a competent church. Uh, they, were, uh, they were a church that was spreading the gospel. Uh, they did have knowledge, you know, not in their defense. Some had taken that knowledge uh, and uh, twisted it. Uh, and, uh, and turned it uh, to, uh, to cause uh, difficulties and problems, and, uh, and, uh, and that was being addressed. But, but they were a competent church. And all of these first century churches at Corinth, at you know, um, Ephesus, uh, we've read about the churches of Macedonia, Thessalonica, uh, 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 Philippi, and Berea. Uh, that he'd mentioned earlier in, the, in this chapter, uh, all these first century churches uh, that where Paul uh, had gone on these missionary journeys and people got saved and they had grown uh, are our greatest examples uh, of, of what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to, uh, to do church, if you will. Uh, and, and by the way, all those churches are gone. 
Uh, and uh, we often turn to churches that are big churches that have a lot of numbers or whatever, and we want to find out what are they doing or how is, how is that working. Uh, and we look at very pragmatic things today in 2022 uh, when the best thing that we can do is to go back to the simplicity of the gospel uh, and give the gospel to people uh, one at a time or in groups if we're preaching uh, and, uh, and looking forward to. Um, I've always loved uh, in some of these other countries going preaching and, and, and multitudes of people getting saved. And I was just reading from um, Brother Corey Mears uh, over in Wenatchee, who used to be our missionary to Fiji, uh, is in Zambia uh, right now. Uh, and, uh, and I love watching their videos uh, and seeing all that God's doing on those missions trips. That's what it's all about, uh, is we give uh, and we go right where we are here, but then we go also uh, into the, all the world. They were a, a church that had conviction, they had competence, uh, knowledge, comprehension uh, of God and who He was and the things of God, the gospel in particular. Uh, they were a diligent church. Uh, he said, you've, you've abounded in diligence, you're committed. Uh, we need more of that, by the way. Uh, faithfulness, not just faith, but faithfulness, and a commitment to God, the things of God, more now than we've ever had before. So much the more, uh, as you see the day approaching. We are one week closer to the Lord's return. And it's more important for us to be in church today than it was last week, and more important for us to be in church next week than it is today. Uh, and we are to provoke one another unto love and to good works, uh, and, uh, and uh, to be diligent in it and committed to it. Uh, if you're saved today, God saved you for a purpose. Uh, you are not what you do uh, to make money. Uh, that God allows you to do those things so that you can fulfill His purpose uh, in your life. Uh, and it's a, an important I guess, um, take or understanding uh, of, of our finances, if you will, uh, so that uh, we are, uh, we're, that we're okay with. Whenever we preach on uh, giving any pastor, uh, it's almost like they do it and they swallow really hard uh, because it's, it's where, where people seem to get the most upset. <laughs> uh, in fact, part of the reason why I'm teaching what I'm teaching right now today uh, in preaching is because of that. Uh, because I know that some people, when I said we need to increase our missions giving, increase our faith, abound in this grace, uh, got offended um, that, that, uh, that, I would, that I'm always pushing. And here's, and here's the thing, uh, because there are people who are going to feel um, that, uh, that it's coercive. Uh, they're going to they're gonna feel that when I talk about, uh, you, know, uh, you know, missionaries in, in other places or countries or churches, which is uh, I, I would compare. Uh, in chapter number 10, Paul said of these men, he says, we shouldn't compare ourselves amongst ourselves uh, and that it's not wise to do so. And he compared himself not that same way, but to the Lord. Uh, but, uh, but God has brought up a couple of, exa- of examples in the Bible uh, to, uh, for a specific purpose. And I said a week ago or a couple weeks ago uh, that I had preached a missions conference in Indiana uh, and that church's faith promise commitments went from $60,000 from the previous year to $150,000 uh, for the next year. Uh, I'm not a mathematician. We, we, had, we did a little bit of basic math uh, in Sunday school, <laughs> Brother Sevalowski, uh, but that's a pretty big increase. And there have been churches where I've been at in Philadelphia area and preached the missions conference that had a 400% increase. Um, there's a church in Centralia I preached at years ago at missions conference. They had a 400% increase in the missions giving. And when I do that, I, do, I say those things for a number of reasons. One is um, we serve the same God as those churches, same Holy Spirit, 
In fact, it's the same messages that I would preach there. Uh, and, and so as I mentioned that this last week, and I try to watch, I try to watch as I preach and, uh, and look at um, um, your face, your body language, um, you know, if I, see it, if I see eyeballs roll, I know, uh, I know what that means. Uh, and uh, I know that when you squirm, I know what an elbow uh, to your neighbor, uh, what that entails. And, uh, and, uh, and there's a lot of things. In fact, when preacher starts preaching on your sin, uh, you fidget, uh, you swallow hard. Uh, you make, you want to make it, you start to, you know, pick lint off your, off your pants and uh, uh, like, uh, like everything's okay. Um, our, we are um, human beings that respond to those things. And so when I, I mentioned that, here's, here's my take that I felt like I got from a few people. It's almost like I'm committing emotional blackmail um, by, by mentioning what God is doing in the area of missions in some of the other churches that I've ministered in, uh, or that I've heard of examples. Um, uh, uh, there's a, a church uh, that I'm familiar with. Uh, they had an increase. They went from $115,000, uh, I think it's $135,000, uh, in Faith Promise Missions for this, this next year. Uh, and, uh, and, um, and I mentioned those uh, for, uh, for a reason, and I'll get into that as my main point here uh, at the end. And so they are, uh, this is a church that had, uh, they were committed, they had compassion. Uh, the Bible says that they had abounded uh, in their love towards, towards them, towards the Apostle Paul, uh, the, you know, uh, Timothys and Silas's and those that had uh, ministered. Uh, you think of uh, uh, um, Timothy, uh, you know, going to uh, Ephesus and uh, his letters to those men. There are also uh, many others that worked with the Apostle Paul. Uh, and they, uh, they expressed their love. Uh, we read in Philippians where uh, they, gave, uh, um, they took care of the Apostle Paul uh, and through Epaphroditus, and, uh, and he, was, he was full, and it was, the Bible says it was a sweet-smelling sacrifice to the Lord. And, and, and I really challenge our church and other churches to be that way uh, to missionaries and church planners. Uh, and uh, what are your needs, and, uh, and can we take care of them? Uh, and to go above and beyond and over the top even, uh, in, in our care for them uh, because it pleases the Lord, uh, the Bible. And that, that connection we talked about last week uh, where, where God says it's a sweet-smelling sacrifice is the same thing he said about his son's sacrifice and what he felt about that. Uh, and, uh, and so God feels about our giving to uh, the fellowship, the ministering to the saints in the same way uh, that he does about the sacrifice of his own son. And so they, they were growing in love. But then he said this. He says, see that you abound in this grace also. Uh, which grace is he talking about? That's when we back up to the beginning part of chapter number 8, and where he says, He do you to wit of the grace of God that was bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. Now, to not get into it, it's already 10 minutes till. Um, he, he wanted them to understand uh, that, that these churches that were in poverty... Uh, they gave, they were willing and gave even beyond their capacity. Uh, and they did that not because of who they were, but they did that because of what God was doing in and through them. Um, our, if you think of, of, of grace giving uh, to this way, I think I had it here in the corner, yes. Um, it's this grace, this grace giving is the gracious inclination to give. Um, they didn't have anything. They were impoverished churches in deep poverty. Now, we're in a struggling economy, there's no doubt. 
uh, gas prices are high, you know, food prices are high. I, I remember uh, uh, a while back I was cooking for something and uh, I went to get a, a bunch of asparagus, uh, uh, just one bunch. It was at Tacoma Boys and I, and I rang it up and it was like $15 and something. And uh, well, it was organic uh, for one. And uh, so that brought the price up a little bit. Uh, but all of us have swallowed really hard uh, as you, you know, the, the, you know, the bag of chicken breast that you used to buy uh, is now costing you twice as much or whatever. There's no question uh, that we live uh, in um, financial um, difficult times, um, not, as, not as difficult as some people in our church have lived through uh, in the past uh, and other recessions and even interest rates. I remember in, I didn't, wasn't even interested in it, uh, but in the 80s where housing um, mortgages were like 18%, you know, and stuff like that. So it isn't good. It, it isn't as bad as it could be. It's not as bad as it's going to be. Uh, but having said that, um, we do live in America uh, and, uh, and God is still good to us, uh, and we often, uh, all the time, have more uh, than we need, uh, and we are truly blessed. Um, those in America that experience poverty uh, or live under the poverty level, which I think is like you know, $24,000 or something like that uh, in annual income, um, there are still places around the world where people make a you know, dollar, two dollars a day, all right? And so um, I'm not saying that, you, I don't think you should feel bad that you live in America. I think you should be grateful that you live in America. If you've got a job and your bills are paid, praise the Lord for that. Uh, and it's all, again, the grace of God and God is good to us. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't drag our carcass out of bed to go to work if it weren't for the Holy Spirit of God uh, and the responsibilities that we have in Christ to feed our families and to, and to, uh, and to pay our bills. And by the way, uh, you know, um, it's important for us uh, as, as Christians to live up to the expectations that God has for us as employers and to give our best and to do all things as unto the Lord. Uh, and when you punch in uh, at your job and you don't like uh, your boss or your coworkers or whatever, you give 110%. It's not because you love your boss or your coworkers, it's because you love Jesus. Uh, and uh, and that be another message uh, for another time. But he says you are to grow uh, in this grace also. Uh, But then he says something curious in the next verse. He says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the fullness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. Uh, What he's saying there is he is not commanding the church members at Corinth to give. Now, at this time, the collection that they were taking up was for the church at Jerusalem. Uh, and uh, Paul, as they would travel on their missionary journeys and they're taking up these offerings, uh, they would take that back. And, and again, it wasn't like you'd go to your local you know, credit union or bank and make a deposit, uh, you know, U.S. Bank, you know, on whatever street at Corinth and deposit it and go on to your next place. You carried it with you when you went. Uh, and there's robbers and, and thieves and uh, very dangerous time. Uh, it, uh, you, think, you think about, you know, being in a, in a place uh, that's dangerous and people would put money on, you know, uh, belly bands and hide it and, you know, keep your money in your front pocket. Uh, it was kind of like that, but, uh, but a lot worse. Uh, and they were going and taking up this offering. Uh, and the church at Corinth uh, had a willingness to participate, but they didn't do it. They didn't perform it. And Paul, uh, Paul is, he's, he's urging them. And if anybody, and if there's really, there's a couple of places in the Bible where the man of God lays it on thick and you almost feel like he's giving them a guilt trip uh, and it's emotional blackmail. And, his, and it was always the apostle Paul. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, he'd say, please do this. I'm asking you to do this, uh, but just want to remind them that he, they owed him their own lives. And, uh, and he had done that a couple times uh, in his epistles to people. He's kind of, he's doing it here, uh, but, he's, but he's also given them an example. Uh, in, the, in the previous verses uh, uh, of these churches of Macedonia, he says, I'm not telling you that you've got to do this. I'm not speaking by commandment. And then he gives them an illustration, uh, which be, will be uh, probably I'll preaching from uh, this next week, uh, that uh, Jesus himself, verse number nine, uh, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. He says, and herein I give my advice for this is expedient for you who have begun before not only to do, but also to be 40 years ago. He said that you, you guys had planned and committed to, uh, to, to give to this offering in the previous year, but you, but you haven't done it. He's, he's basically saying, I boasted about it later on. And, uh, and so please, pretty please, uh, would you do it uh, as we read into chapters, uh, end of chapter 8 and chapter number 9. So he says, um, um, uh, he, he says, Jesus himself, though he was rich, became poor for your sakes. And he's saying that's expedient for you to do. He's saying you as, as a church at Corinth should become poor so that others might be rich. Uh, and it's in this area of grace giving. Uh, and, uh, and he said, uh, I'm, I, I'm not telling you to, um, but, but I just gave you an example of, of some churches in Macedonia who did it and I didn't have to ask them. All right. Um, it, not only did I not have to ask them, they gave more than was expected, and they begged us to take it, is what he said. Uh, and uh, in looking back at those verses when he said, and this they did, verse 5, uh, not as they hoped, first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us uh, by the will of God. It says, verse 4, they prayed with much entreaty that we would receive the gift. Um, and you've all, I guess one way to illustrate this, it, would, it doesn't do it justice. But, um, but there's been times in my life where, um, you know, I've been, let's say, having a meal. Uh, and I've, I've decided that I, w- I want to pay the bill. Uh, and, um, but then the person that I'm taking out to eat, um, they, 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 they wanted to pay the, pay the bill. And, um, and there are times when that happens when you know, uh, perhaps you're, you're taking somebody because they're, you know, um, they're having a hard time. Uh, maybe they lost their job. They don't have finances coming in. You want to be a blessing. And they don't have the money, um, discretionary funds, if you will, to be paying uh, for the restaurant bill, but they insist on doing it. Uh, if you can imagine in that moment where you, where you understand you've been blessed and, and, and they're in trouble, and then, and then them saying, please, please let me pay. And then you relent and let them pay and you receive that gift. Uh, that is, it doesn't even you know, come close to what was going on here, but we've all been at a time where somebody has done for us when we should have done for them. Uh, and you know it, you know they know it, uh, and, uh, and you say, don't, you don't want to rob somebody of a blessing, all of that, uh, but, but there's still, it's hard to receive from someone when you know that, um, that, um, that they're really, really struggling. Uh, I've actually, I've, I've had people, uh, not even just, I don't know, maybe 
uh, a couple months ago uh, at the 7-Eleven uh, on Pack Highway and whatever. I stop in there uh, on my bike and I usually get a soda. Every time I stand there, um, um, I just somebody's like, hey, do you have a buck? Can you have, do you have two bucks? Hey, can you get me something to eat? People pull in there constantly. And so I go there and I have money in my pocket to do that. Uh, and, but a couple of weeks ago, I uh, had a guy come out. He had seen me before I, I drink a Diet Dr. Pepper. Uh, and he had come in, he, he put his bike down, uh, and uh, it looked like he lives on the streets. It looks like he had, you know, took in a shower for a long time. Uh, he went in there to get whatever he was going to get and came out and he gave me a Diet Dr. Pepper. And, and it's a very humbling thing. But it's kind of like, you know, I needed to be buying him a Diet, a diet Dr. Pepper, and he did it for me. These churches, Paul didn't have to ask them. Uh, they, they gave it willingly above and beyond, in deep poverty, uh, and, and begged him to receive the gift. Now, I ask you to find uh, Luke chapter number 21, and uh, please turn there. And um, in the Bible, the, uh, I guess, um, gold medal, the gold medal giver in the New Testament, <laughs> if I can put it that way, turns out to be a woman. Uh, in Luke chapter number 21, uh, who contributed less than a nickel uh, in the offering. And, and I want to read that and point something out just briefly. It says this in Luke chapter 21. And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. He saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And he said, Of a truth I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God, but she of her penury hath cast in all the living uh, that she had. Now, um, this, this woman, and if you, if you do the math, uh, the, the might, in fact, we sung about it, third verse of one of the last song uh, we sang, had mentioned the, the widow's might. And uh, in fact, Brother Ogden gave me uh, a while back uh, a, a might. I have it in my, uh, you know, not a dust might or, a, you know, whatever. It was uh, more, um, like a coin, uh, very thin uh, and uh, a, a kind of piece of antiquity, which I appreciate. Thank you. And, uh, but this widow's might was one sixty-fourth of, uh, of a denarius. A denarius was a working man's daily wage. All right, so a man would make a denarius. Her widow's might was one sixty-fourth of that value, and she put that in the offering. And I could preach on the fact that the Lord sees what we put in there, and He's watching. And there's all kinds of great analogies to be made about that. And um, but two times, one in Second Corinthians eight, and there, there are other there are other instances. And here in Luke uh, chapter number fourteen. God gives us illustrations um, that allow for us to compare our giving with the giving of others. Uh, with the churches of Macedonia, church at Corinth, church at Puyallup, um, here, uh, he wants us to grow in this grace. Uh, he sh- we should do it. Uh, the Lord's done it for us. Uh, and uh, let me remind you that there are churches who are a whole lot worse off than you are uh, that gave, they gave first of them, their own selves, and then willingly in an offering. Uh, and, uh, and it's meant to make a comparison. What Paul was saying to the church at Corinth was, if those churches of Macedonia can do it, you can do it. Uh, and uh, and, and you're, you're growing in all these other areas, 
but you have to grow in this grace also. Jesus, Jesus became poor uh, so that you can be rich. Uh, and then he goes on to say, and when you do this, he's going to bless you. And there's promises that God's connected to it. He shall supply all of our needs. And we, we understand and know all of that. But then in another place, um, he said, the people who, the rich people that went by and put the money in the offering. Uh, and, and then there were like, uh, like cylinder type of, I don't know what they're called, but they're thin at the top and at the bottom. And, uh, and most of the currency was in coin. Uh, so if the offering plant went by today and, and you poured out, you know, uh, a roll of quarters <laughs> uh, into the offering plate, everybody around you would be like, whoa, uh, you know, what was that? Uh, and uh, uh, because, uh, you know, th- that made a lot of noise. And so if you can imagine when people, when people put their, their things in, and, and there are people then, just like people now, and it's like, you know, um, it, it, we, we get filled with pride. I've had people, um, you know, stand up in services and be very lofty in giving, and I'm going to do this or I'll whatever. Uh, they'll come up and palm press your money. They want to make sure that, that I know that they gave me something. And the Bible says that when people do that, they already have the reward. Uh, when we give alms, we, that which is done in secret, God will uh, reward uh, 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 openly. In fact, I just, I just undid a couple of my own, uh, you know, uh, treasures in heaven uh, by telling you I gave a couple people dollar bills and whatever uh, at local 7-Eleven. Um, that which is done in secret, God shall reward thee openly. And so as these people put in there, these, you know, Pharisees and whatever, he's, he's given this illustration that they're casting in of their abundance uh, and, uh, and making a show of it. Uh, and, uh, and you can hear the coins, uh, you know, clanking away as they drop them in there. Uh, but uh, but um, maybe I'll have it in here. I'll grab that and bring that mite in here so you can see it a little bit later. This is a tiny little flaky thing. And when you go to throw that, I would assume, into the offering plate, it go, <laughs> you know, uh, on its way down and just kind of nestle uh, into the bottom uh, with, with no noise, uh, noise at all. But what did Jesus say? Uh, that this woman uh, gave uh, of what she, she had and this poor widow cast in more than them all. Not just what she did, but God says the value of it is more than all of them uh, put together. And so the gold medal winner uh, of giving in our New Testament is a widow woman uh, who put in one sixty-fourth of a denarius. And, and the reason God has put her in the Word of God uh, for all of eternity and for us to understand is God wants us to compare how we give, why we give, to that widow woman. So um, back to the beginning, I said that there have been people uh, who um, are put off, perhaps, uh, by me uh, saying, this church over here um, did this. And, uh, and sometimes I've said, that church over here that did this is a lot smaller than our church. Um, there's a, a, a place over here or an individual, whatever, and I would do that. And sometimes we think, you know, uh, people say, Pastor, you know, that's them. It's, that's not us. And it's unfair uh, for you to compare what we do uh, to what they do. And what I'm teaching you today is that it is not unfair. In fact, uh, we have two biblical ex- examples in the Bible uh, where this, uh, Jesus compared the giving of the poor widow to the giving of others. And, and, and uh, Paul, Paul wasn't telling the church at Corinth or, or tr- challenging them to get into a fundraising um, uh, competition with the churches of Macedonia. 
He was just pointing out the fact that they did and they didn't have to be asked. And so when, as your pastor, um, I say when missionaries come, church planters come, and they say, please pray for us or we need your support to never begrudge that. Uh, they're not asking for money. They're giving us an opportunity to invest in their ministries and to partner with them. And I'll keep saying that and I'll keep preaching it everywhere I go. Uh, and uh, and, uh, and, it's, and it's important uh, that, we, that we give them that liberty and that they're at ease. And I just don't, it's, it's pressure. I mean, most of the missionaries and church planters come here, they feel like, 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 you know, performing circus animals. Like, you know, like, you know, everybody's watching them and watching their kids. And by the way, they're passionate. I'm, we're not supporting them because they don't have control of their kids. I just tell them if your kids run around the church like, like you know, chickens with their head cut off, that's not going to affect anything. And they're like, because that's exactly what their kids are going to do. And when, when you're in a van, you know, uh, uh, all week long traveling from here to there and whatever, it's just like, you know, uh, when we used to do that, we'd stop at these McDonald's with, uh, with play places and have our kids just run for an hour and then get them back in the car. Uh, and uh, it's tough. And, but they feel that way. And we don't want them to feel that way when they come to this church. And, uh, and so that's them, that's, that's, not, that's not us, uh, and, uh, and it's unfair for you to compare uh, us to, to them. Uh, God has done it in, in His Word, and, and I will do that. And my, my point is, is that when I preach these messages, I don't want you to feel like um, I'm coercing you or, or, you know, I am strong-arming you, making you feel guilty, uh, emotional blackmail, uh, to, you know, I, you just make us feel bad, and then just we're going to give, we're going to give more. Uh, that's not what I'm trying to do. And by the way, if you feel that, um, I don't want you to feel that. I, I'm acknowledging perhaps that you feel that way, but that's never my goal in presenting this. Uh, but there are there are places, and it's and it's, and it's where I, I don't feel like I'm doing that. But I but somebody said a while ago they left our church. Like we just don't think you should pass an offering plate. It's coercive. And, uh, you know, I mean, I said I, we could do it like they did in Luke chapter number 24 and, and, uh, and we can put the offering plates up here in front and I'll just watch everybody as they put it in. You know, like, well, that's not what I'm saying. And, uh, and uh, I mean, that would be a little more coercive. Now, I've been in places where they have the missionaries come up and they'd sing, I love you and God love you. And they, and they would pin uh, money, uh, you know, to their suit clothes and, uh, and do that. And boy, you felt like a heel if you were the only one in the back that didn't go up there and do it, that might be, that might be coercive. That might make you feel a little... little uh, but but even, even saying that, sometimes a little social pressure uh, in, a lot of, in a lot of instances can be helpful, all right? Uh, but, but the reason some pastors have to hammer it hard and have to really put it forward uh, and, and lay the guilt trip on is because they're not like the churches of Macedonia. They're more like Corinth. It's like they have a willingness, but they don't know how to perform it. They, uh, and uh, and they're, it's, they're, they, they have to almost be challenged in a way. And, say, and Paul's like, because later on he goes, you know, please do it because I've, I've said you're going to. And I've, I've bragged about it and I've boasted and I don't want my boasting on your behalf to be in vain. And, uh, and so he's, he's doing all that. But, but what he said to them is like, there are places, there are places that do this where I don't even have to ask. And you are much more capable than they are, so please perform it. And that's really my heart's desire. Um, our church is not a large church by any stretch of the imagination. 
Um, we give more than some churches do to this area of missions. We give less than some, some churches do uh, that are smaller, same size, bigger. There are churches that run. Um, I, I went to a church and preached uh, years ago, uh, and uh, they had um, 100 families join their church that calendar year. Um, it was a, a, they had like, like seven, 800 people that they're running at that time, growing, 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 growing. Uh, that church gave $600 the previous year to missions. Okay? By the way, that church is no longer in existence. Uh, and, uh, and, and a reason, that's not, not the only reason, but that could be part of the reason that God wrote Ichabod over that ministry, uh, is because uh, they were building kingdoms and not being generous. Uh, and there are much things that we can learn from all of that. So my hope and goal through this month uh, is, is not that we can give more uh, so that uh, we get our name in the sword of the Lord or in revival fires or whatever. Um, I know, what, and you know from the preaching, all that, that comes from as a result. We're giving seed to the sower. Uh, we're, we're, God blesses others, blesses us, uh, as I mentioned last week. Um, but, but we have to grow in this grace. And, uh, and I wanted to do it, preach it this way today because, because I personally know of some people who uh, have gotten offended. It's like, oh, you know, he's just going to make us feel bad again so that we do more. Um, that's never the point. The point is to show these illustrations from the Bible that God showed them that are in there for us, uh, where, God, where God says the reason behind our giving is what he's more, is more important to him. Uh, and, uh, and that we have faith, and it's not, uh, it's not equal giving, but equal sacrifice. Uh, and, uh, and for some people, um, you, know, um, you know, giving, you know, a day's wage um, or one sixty-fourth of a day's wage uh, is a sacrificial gift. Uh, for others to give lots of money isn't necessarily a sacrificial gift because they, God has blessed them and they have a lot. So, so we've asked for the church to pray each, each year uh, that we have 100% participation, not equal giving, but equal sacrifice, and that as we grow in all the graces that God wants us to grow in, we don't ignore this one, that we grow in it also, uh, and, uh, and then we look at these examples and say, okay, if, 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 that, if that little widow woman or if the church of Macedonia um, and the people there can participate in this ministry, I can, uh, and uh, and then and then and then we have we have all this stuff that we read about that they didn't. That little widow woman that put that in didn't have first second. You didn't have Philippians chapter number four uh, to read. Um, she just loved Jesus uh, and gave what she can. And so I hope that you understand. And I hope that if you felt that way, uh, that uh, that you understand today. That's not my goal to make you feel bad. Uh, but if it's the Holy Spirit convicting you, I'm 100% for that. Uh, and, uh, and let God work and don't push him away. Uh, and maybe this year you'll grow in this grace also. Let's all stand with our heads bowed this morning and, and our eyes closed. And